0: Well, welcome to the Church Office podcast. My name is Gavin Smith, and it's a thrill to welcome you today. And my special guest today is Tim Wyatt from a family accountancy firm based in Leeds, mate. Thanks for coming on the podcast. In Leeds. Well,
1: Gavin, thanks so much for having me on. It's a, it's a, a real treat um, to be on. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to various episodes of the podcast with um, lots of very interesting people. And um, whether you'd class me as a special guest, I don't know, but I, uh, yeah, I it's, great, it's great to be on. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.
0: And uh, so kind of fellow board member, uh, Penny Clark, up in Bolton, she said, "You got to meet my accountant. He is wicked." <laughs> um, and... I've, never, I've never actually
1: heard the word "wicked" and "accountant" <laughs> put in the same sense, Bob. But I'll take—I will take that. I, absolutely and, uh, will.
0: I think listeners, I think you are going to enjoy Tim today, and we're, we're talking finance. We've, we've put together a whole series of questions things that, that, as we come out of the pandemic, you know, difficulties that we might have faced, things that we can think about going forward. So today's going to be really helpful, I think, mate, and really practical. So, um, Well, I hope so. I, I hope I can pass on some
1: things that will be helpful and some thoughts and reflections and just what we we pick up from the day-to-day uh, will be helpful. So, yeah.
0: Great. So you're, you're an accountant, Nord, so you're working for a family firm. Tell us a bit about yourself and, and your work and
1: yeah, so um, uh, in the mighty Leeds, I'm a, I'm a proud Yorkshireman. Uh, Good man. we there's, uh, uh, my to my wife saying we have two, two, um, two young children. Um, part of a, a a theme in my kind of fam kind of wider family is we, um, for the past four generations. So going up to my great grandfather, we've um, he was an accountant, um, and my. Grandfather was desperate to not be an accountant and be a musician, but back in those days, he was yeah. rather forceful. Said, "No, no, that's no no profession to follow," um, and he he um, he became a, a qualified accountant like his dad, and um, worked in uh, what is now a uh, lot. What uh, he worked in a firm that was built on Christian principles, and okay. when. He felt that the, the large firm that is now Mazars, people might have heard of Mazars, the, the firm he was working there, felt it was going in a different direction. He decided, right, I'm going to take a risk and we'll set up our own family practice, which ended up being in Leeds. Uh, my dad took on the baton and um, for one of the, not too sure how, but for one of the one of the themes that come out of this family season is we've always seemed to work with um, churches and charities which my dad took that baton on in working with a number of frontline charities within domestic abuse mental health and various things and um I then qualified with uh one of the large firm in the UK and happened to fall into the charity specialist team which yeah. didn't choose to do that it's just one of those things that I think God's brought in uh, and I've kind of taken that further on and, and me and my dad kind of work together uh with our team team on that so we've yeah it's a really interesting family thread of, of of what God's been doing with us and we absolutely love working with churches and charities particularly and um, we've got a real heart to see God's kingdom advance and where we can support that in terms of financial you know accounting support governance support then we we, we try our best to do that so yeah. yeah as well as all the other bits and pieces that accountants do as well but that's yeah. a thread of what we do so yeah
0: Excellent. And, and you're working with churches right across the country and, uh, and Leeds, I mean, you've got expense plus to come out of a, a church up in Leeds. So yeah, there's, you guys uh, must be working together at points. Yeah. I guess. It's
1: really interesting. So uh, I'm sure some of your listeners will use the accounting software cloud-based package at expense yeah. plus, if you haven't I'd recommend having at least a look at it. And what's really interesting is um, one of those, another weird thing that God just weaves is that, um, uh, Expense Plus was birthed from a church, a New Frontiers church in Leeds. I go to the other New Frontiers church in Leeds and um, half of our team actually come from our, my church because there just seems to be quite a lot of finance skill yeah. set. And we've just got this rather strange thing that we've, you know, there are services popping out of Leeds to yeah. support the churches in accounting services that, um, yeah, it's just one of those strange things that, yeah. that God's done, which is, which is great. great.
0: So So, yeah. Happy days, mate. Well, it's, it's lovely to have you on and um, yeah, thanks for, for taking these questions I've prepared for you to think about. So what have been, from your experience, you, you're working with lots of churches in the background, um, you know, operations staff and church administrators. Mm. You're covering lots of churches, I guess, in in audits, accounts, giving advice. What are some of the challenges that churches have faced during the pandemic um, and coming out of it?
1: yeah it's re- really interesting so what are the huge privileges um we we provide independent exa- we do a lot of independent examinations we, yeah. we, deliver, we do the, the large churches in audit statutory audit land um, uh, but one of the things we do is obviously we have lots of conversations with churches um but one of the privileges we get is we get to check all the meeting minutes uh that have happened during the year and around the year so actually we don't just have those conversations but we get to read and understand the real nitty gritty of what's yeah. going on in church life at the leadership level at the the trustee um mm-hmm. pcc whatever you know how have your church is structured level and just to really get a feel of what those challenges have been and you know if you were to write a list you would probably struggle to get it on one side before but if i was to summarize i yeah. think some of the themes that have come through from from a finance point of view is those churches that have relied heavily on Lettings and conferencing income has been yeah. really challenging. That obviously that just disappeared overnight, and you know a lot of churches have been really happy that they had a um, a diverse income stream that wasn't just reliant on one thing. Mm. But actually, those you know taking at least one of those away became a real challenge. And actually, we find uh, I was chatting with a friend recently where that's still a challenge for some churches because some organisations that would use the conferencing have decided not to go back to. You know, as much physical meeting and, and various other bits of peace. So, yeah. cause yeah. has caused, you know, those financial challenges, challenges around um, keeping members and church members on board with the journey as just that natural separation um, and not being physically meeting. And just the the outworking of that has often meant that some don't, you know, people who are donating and contributing to the life of the church have dropped off and, yeah. you know, that those income. Lines, you know, dropping off, and what that's the challenges that that's out working in setting budgets for the financial year that we're in, and looking forward, and we know that the number of churches for the first time in a number of years that are having to wrestle with setting a deficit budget and what that what that what that looks like. But the other thing as well, I want to, I think it's really important to highlight is actually a lot of churches, and I'm sure there'll be listeners well, have actually came out of the pandemic. Um, financially better off Mm because they'd end up having that sustainability from the government's furlough scheme um, and with donations still carrying on and for a number of churches I'm aware of actually it was a huge blessing to them that that they were able to get to a point of having a a reserve that they really wish they they'd had for a while and give them a bit of a firm foundation and a footing to be able to like right god how do we you know we've got a bit of a A buffer here to be able to press on and invest in a number of areas and continue the work we're doing so there's a bit of a mixed picture that's yeah come through financially um which is really interesting as we kind of look ahead into what's you know we've gone from one um season of pandemic life and are now Surrounded by a whole new set of challenges in in yeah. cost of living, cost of living. And, yeah. and and various other needs that are going to continue to crop up in this season. So, so it's it, real two things. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think we contrast. found
0: that as well. The, the churches that I've I've spoken to um, have uh, you know some churches have seen you know some of the stats that are out there. You know, any mm. churches have lost between ten and twenty five percent of their giving. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And, and it's, it's it's that kind of significant, isn't it? A quarter of your budget is you know is, is 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 gone. And, and you, you now got to manage that. And, um, and then there are others, like you say that, you know, where they've, where they've got good structures in place, you know, where there's standing orders, where there's online giving, where there's those things have already been built into the culture of the church and the way that people give every week as part of their worship. Um, they found that, yeah, yeah, that the income is, you know, maintained and they've cut back on their spending because ministries yeah. haven't been running in the same capacity. So... Absolutely. And, um, so,
1: yeah, the, you know, a lot of churches have found that, you know, those those savings and, uh, you know, brought about a good, you know, some churches managed to have a good surplus mm-hmm. during pandemic times, which um, I think some churches are finding that actually they've got to hold this next season of yeah. potential deficit planning with the last season of actually we've, you know god's god's given us a you know in terms of the harvest you know if you use phrases like the harvest yeah. and you know he's given us a good harvest naturally with you know potentially come for a challenge time and the question is is how long is those challenges going to remain for yeah. the number of churches to, to to juggle and see through and and just see god's god's provision yeah. over so, so it would be really yeah. interesting to see how yeah. how this season continues to pan out um from the finance perspective for lots of it churches does.
0: Yeah, and I think individuals are going to be, you know, hugely affected. I know, I know. Yeah. This week, there's been announcements of support for the rise of living costs, and yeah. and the chancellor's outlined some some help that that lots of families, you know, in our churches are, are going to benefit from. Um, but you, you know, you're talking in March, uh, in October, and you again of a hike again up in yeah. in energy prices. Um, and and that does impact the church doesn't it not just in the giving but in in our operational costs everything yep. just seems to be costing more and more money now doesn't it
1: yeah it's really interesting i know a few a few reflections on this if you look at a, a, you know a typical church church's accounts the, the three big areas you, you would see a staff costs building costs and external External giving to organisations, yeah. individuals, and or, or you know those identified areas of need that, that that crop up, and you know if you look back at the pandemic times, you know staff costs weren't necessarily an issue because you had that backfall from the government in in yeah. furlough scheme. Building costs were just not being used, apart from those challenges of making buildings suitable and equipment to be able to yeah. do church really well during pandemic season, and then external giving took quite a big increase from what we've seen, Uh, even though I don't have like official statistics, we could see that theme of actually there's there's need that we need to make. So you can see there's actually a nice balance there during pandemic times. Now, as we kind of moved into this season, the pressure on staffing costs, on building costs, and external giving are seeing pressures in all three corners. And I was having quite a detailed conversation with a friend about um, how they were navigating deficit budget spending of there is a pressure on all three of those core areas that that churches yeah. invest in and having those really difficult discussions and weighing on god as to where where does the priority need to sit are we in a season where we need to invest in our staff because mm-hmm. cost of living is going up and we need to really honor them and look after them
0: yeah
1: buildings even though they cause us a A huge headache. So important, Um, yeah. And you know, they're the spaces there we meet, and you know, without them, you know, we there's lots of things that just can't happen, and costs, you know, for premises are going through the roof. So it's it's a real difficulty at the moment for a number of churches in just really knowing where. And how do we, you know how do we navigate this and where, where is the priority to invest in this season yeah. so so it's really interesting and, and, and tricky times and hat off to anybody who's trying to navigate that in your current setting
0: so yeah absolutely look, right I think keep there, going there are yeah trustees pursuing. out there that are serving in these roles yeah. you know that there are then you know most roles aren't aren't paid are they where you're you're caring for a church leading in a in a trustee role yeah. um yeah thanks for all the difference you make I know our trustees have been huge help during you know the pandemic and yeah huge yeah. help in just checking in with staff checking yeah. in with finances you know is there anything else that they can do do we want to bounce any ideas off so you know I've had more conversations with trustees in the last you know couple of years than than you know previous 10 years you know um it's really and, interesting. and that's um, healthy isn't it
1: it's good yeah really good it's really interesting to hear because we because from our role in kind of supporting either whether it's an outsourced capacity or doing the examination we're, we're talking to trustees quite a lot but it's it's really interesting here that you know your experience is actually because of this time you've, you've had so much more uh contact and that's it's a really good thing and one of the i think if there's one thing that uh, if there was one thing i was going to kind of if there was an encouragement i would give to churches coming out of the pandemic season and moving forward into um kind of this next, whatever this next season is of navigating yeah. cost of living crisis and, you know, re-establishing those church rhythms post-pandemic as yeah. we can see so many churches doing that reflective exercise of what, you know, what is church for us looking like? What are our priorities? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest uh, encouragements I would have is to take hold of what you've described as that good good governance Mm-hmm. Really good, governance, you know, where you've had lots of conversation with trustees. I'm if there's one area that I'm really passionate about the, the church growing in is is good good governance and what yeah. that what that means. And what I find time and time again as I talk to churches is that the that governance is often seen as a, a big compliance tick box. We mm-hmm. have a good risk register, yeah. we have mm-hmm. some sort of reserves policy, and, and we have, you know, we do. Check in conflicts of interest and it's kind of a tick box but one of my big encouragements would be is that if you can do governance really well like we've learned some of the lessons of doing governance well in the past season with pandemic it can serve us really well moving forward and I give a quick example I was really challenged um when I was talking to a good friend as we were just thinking about pandemic life in in church setting and just wishing lord I really wish we had a I had a Joseph moment, you know, where you gave me a dream and we knew what was going on. We would know. You would tell us through a dream and you would have given us the words Pfizer yeah. and um lockdown. And we would we could have had we could have had a plan. We could have had the risk register topped up and the the budget sorted and people ready and we'd have we'd have smashed COVID. Seven years. And, yeah, yeah. We'd have we'd have smashed. Yeah, we'd have done the whole seven years and it would have been amazing and it'd have been great. And I was really challenged by that um, because of what Jesus said in, in Matthew 24, where He makes it so clear that do you know do not be surprised um, because you will hear of rumors of wars, wars, famines, yeah. Um, yeah. natural disasters. Yeah. And I remember very distinctly the day that Boris popped up on our TV screens, and and even more recently at the news of Ukraine, and yeah. just that feeling of shock and surprise of even though we're told to know that these big events and things are going to happen that, um, that, you know, we've warned to, to expect them. And one of the things I find challenging with, from a governance perspective, particularly in church churches, is actually that's something we can be doing actively is doing good proactive governance. That means that we have created a foundation in our churches. That means we can respond quickly to whatever is going to, come our way whether it's a, a small local challenge or a huge big you know global challenge like the pandemic and i, I give two examples one is um risk management a lot of organizations that i work with have do have some sort of risk management and it's usually a tick box exercise but if you're able to have a a, a risk register and risk assessment process some really good resource from the charity commission on this by the way would really recommend listeners having a look at them but if you had a, an active risk Management process that was horizon scanning, which was a, embedded in the culture of of, mm-hmm. of the kind of church governance, you're able to create a foundation there where you can respond really quickly to changing risks and opportunities that the church yeah. is coming across in in a quick way. So actually, we're able to be in a very different position to responding to mm. what's going on, but actually being able to be quickly responsive um, yeah. to some of these things. Um, the other one I'll mention quickly, which I think, um, again, I have a lot of conversations with churches about, is around reserves policies. Yeah, they're possibly the most boring things you could think about, but actually <laughs> important. Yeah, they're really important. And actually, the the there's a bit of myth to debunking I'd like to do is um, a lot of a lot of organisations think oh reserves policy means we just need to have three months of running costs or three months of staff costs. Yeah in the bank and one of the things the charity commission really encourages organisations to do is for the trustees and management and leadership to really understand what what reserves do you as a church actually need to hold Mm. at any one time for for rainy day for investment for for anything else and and get out the front get out of this frame frame of mind of it has to be three months yeah and if you do have a, a reserves policy in your organization church particularly where you know exactly how much you really need to be carrying it means that in any given situation that arises a need uh, uh, you know you're able to respond quickly and say actually we have x in the bank we only really need this and actually we've got this to to spend yeah, 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 um yeah. and i wonder if there's uh you know there are times in church life where actually we we carry for for you know knowing for the the safety of the longevity of the organization maybe more funds than actually we really need to carry um, in seasons when needs do arise so two examples there i guess sort of yeah. encouragement from me great. on what good governance could look like if that makes yeah.
0: sense I, I think it's good and it is interesting to review those kind of reserve things we had a church down the road from us that uh, that that burned down and mm. And they they had some reserves, but the the project. I mean, three years on, they still haven't got a rebuild. They're mm-hmm. still on the way to doing that. And and you you think all these things will just quickly fall into place and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll find another venue. We'll be able to move staff quickly to another place. We'll be able to get the resources that we need together. But it doesn't always work like that, does it? And and I guess we mm-hmm. we either think really kind of like worst case scenario or we think or we don't think <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and, and we're talking about how do, how do we actually we we bring some some points in in between those two different think those mm, points of view yeah and what, absolutely. what do we actually need what would yeah. it look
1: like what would it what would it look like and I think there's some really helpful exercises to do and I think the the, the biggest challenge is making those processing exercise not a tick box exercise but something that's ingrained with how how churches are making decisions and yeah. reviewing things and, um, and how you can get those two to marry up. Um, yeah. I think it's tricky. The other last thing I, I'd love to, to Go for it, mate. mention on in governance is one of the things I'm very aware coming out of the pandemic life in this, the season, if you look at the big picture of the church is we've had um, some very high profile in uh, across the media cases of large churches and Christian organizations almost disappear overnight mm-hmm. or had gone through really difficult times mainly because of the root cause of some of them is the the governance that has surrounded those organizations um and it's another one of the reasons why i'm really passionate about governance and i think particularly coming out of covid times and navigating the season we're in is that and if you look particularly in certain sectors of of online media there is a, a bit of a telescope a bit of a um uh, eyes looking at church's governance at the moment i know very recently we've had a, a very large documentary on, on hillsong and have been other other publications on other areas and actually church governance is such an important integral part of 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 what we do to make sure that actually the integrity of what our churches are doing yes. within the public is 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 um is seen and uh and is is tested yeah. so um so yeah it's let,
0: a little... me, let me add to that because it, it is it is so so important isn't it because it it is it's so detrimental to the gospel isn't yeah. it where where something goes wrong and there's been poor governance and you know the the, the name of the church and and the gospel opportunity is is hindered because we mm. haven't done these things we haven't you know met our responsibilities and um, yeah it's so important so you know linking you know linking this kind of governance to the gospel is so so important we yeah. want to do governance right and because yeah. that enables us to do the gospel well and to reach out with the gospel and people are mm. cynical about churches you know we want your yeah, money absolutely. or mm. you know they waste the money or you mm. know all these different things going on and um, there's simple viewpoints that if we can be have the correct governance we can have the right transparency the right systems and the right tools yeah. in place to do all that we need There are people out there that can help us Um, if Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like that is the case for your church. If you're sat in a role thinking, oh, I wonder how we would, you know, match up against what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. There's places you can go for help. And, um, you know, building a good relationship with your accountant is so so important. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's one of the reasons why I know they rarely get looked at um uh, the you, you know year end accounts and various things that get that get published online. But one of the reasons why I'm you know i'm passionate about how about that line of work is because it is a it's a level of integrity and public accountability that helps build that that yes. those trusts and you know as I say there are you know there is cynicism and cynic about you know the church particularly with what gets to the media and you know yeah you know, I, I would love the day where we get a headline that says "Church smashing good governance, good <laughs> integrity in in these churches." Because obviously, that you know, yeah, you only get the you only get the bad, you know, you only get yeah. the, the negative press. But, um, but you know, if you're someone who's investing in those areas in your church, yeah, it, it is building the integrity, um, yeah. in what in in the big picture. So right. keep, keep 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 doing going. what you're doing and, yeah. and keep going. Um, so yeah.
0: Good. Let me ask you questions, keeping on this kind of governance view. You know, a lot of churches have been thinking about CIOs. I know they've mm. been around for probably what ten years with the Charities Commission, yeah. um, and that there's a push isn't there? The fact that you know it, it's harder to find trustees, um, yeah, because of the the liability potentially. I mean, if you if you're sat on a big asset with a building, you, you feel a little bit more protected. But there there are there are some limitations to being a trust aren't there and I know the Charities Commission are pushing these CIOs mm. what are your thoughts on this because because I can look at churches could be like ah oh, do you know it's just going to be a whole load of work to, whole load to of become a CIO paperwork
1: red tape and nobody wants oh, to do fun.
0: this yeah. like bring this down give us give us a perspective on this mate
1: yeah, absolutely. So, a CIO for those who are listening and are not kind of comfortable in the kind of legal sector and and I must have I'm not a huge expert on this but obviously come across it a lot a lot with yeah. the work we do. A CIO is a, a li- essentially a, a legal shell that that houses a charity and it's a you know a relatively new form and before yeah. CIOs came along you either were an unincorporated charity where yeah. essentially if something was to go wrong, the liability on the, the trustees could potentially be quite mm-hmm. high, or you were an organisation that was a limited company with registered at Companies House that had yeah. charitable status and you end up in this situation where you report to Companies House following Both. Companies yeah. Act law and you report to the Charity Commission following the Charities Acts and all the rest of it. And, and CAO is a, a really lovely blend of, of the the... The, the limited liability that trustees have if something was to go wrong mm-hmm. in a more simple legal structure compared to um, having being a, a limited company and travel organization. So, so, the, you know, they are a, a, a much more simpler legal structure for an organization. And I think there's some really good thoughts around if you are a church who um, are, are an unincorporated organization from a, from just a pure legal point of view and if things were to go wrong and you know we sadly we know that they do from time to time they they do know things they do then actually it is a very good legal structure to be able to do and even though yes there is there is red tape and there is administration challenges and, and legal things to work through they are a one-off investment that you will not have to do again for some time. Um, and I think it's probably just working out whether, you know, if you're weighing up those decisions, when, when is, when, what timing is, is right. Uh, and various yeah. of pieces, but um, you know, with the right help that they, they can be f- yeah. fairly headache free for, for, for yeah, you yeah, and your yeah. church yeah. Is, is my, my experience. So, no, um, right. so some really good things to think about. and
0: um, There's so much good information on the Charities Commission site about it and the two different options. There's loads. Voting, members not voting, you know, just uh, leadership. So there's all all those things. And, you know, there's, you know, I don't know all the answers on this, but, um, you know, we've often spent money on changing trustees with the land registry when the mm. trustees left and new and, and and there's a general ongoing cost and you, and you do it because it protects the asset. But, yeah, but there's, there's talk and, and I'm waiting for it to be clarified with a lawyer to say that actually a CIO can be listed on with the land registry and, so the trust could be listed in that sense, or the charity could be listed. Mm. So you don't have to keep on changing it. So we're we're looking into that at the minute, and, mm. I, and I think there's some Good. there's some helpful things there, isn't there? Because yeah, you know, so and so has been a trustee for twenty years. He you know disappears or or, or leaves. How what do you do here now? You know, yeah. how do you protect the asset? Because he's he's actually down as one of the owners essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and,
1: absolutely. Um, so there's, it, there's lots of those little things and. Um, you know where where you know the, there are some fantastic organisations that can help navigate all all of yeah. those things. Um, where we where we particularly provide support and where things can get confusing is is when is all the finance side when one legal entity is closed and yeah. you know your new legal entity is setting up yeah. and what that does for your accounts. Um, but that you know my my encouragement would be is if you feel like it's right but you feel daunted by the the detail and what yes. it all means is is you know do seek some help and i know you've got um an article on your on the church office website and you? you've, you've i think it's gone yeah. fairly recently haven't you on this yeah yeah which, no, within the last week yeah provides a really nice overview actually from 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 reading it but there's you know there's there's some good stuff out there so um yeah. don't be put off if it's just feeling no. like a daunting task for, for your church yeah, particularly definitely. if you're a, a smaller church where those sorts of skill sets and resources may not be readily yeah. available to you know, do do absolutely yeah. right
0: yeah i had to spoke to one church who were put off because they were going to need to do more reporting for the charity commission but yes. The, the, yes the reporting is you know is straightforward what you know once you've got your head around what you need to do and so yeah so there's lots of stuff so i think that's an interesting in conversation mm. and worth considering because people spend money on you know kind of trustee indemnity insurance mm. and protecting and and it's not it's not a cheap and no, um, you know no, no. in the same way that a director is is protected by a limited company there's yep. there's definitely some benefits there so
1: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely mate,
0: that's great i think the whole governance side of things is is good help help us with some of the the practical things then here mm. of, of churches you know i had a trustee the other day saying golly someone keeps asking me for training and and they want to go to this conference and they want to go to that conference and i know they've not been together for ages but this is you know this is costing us money and um, and, and so as we think about budgets coming back, you know, um, after the conference and uh, after the pandemic and wanting mm. to rebuild the church and yeah. think about what we're doing, mm. there's got to be some change, isn't there? And mm. um, yes. what are some of the things that, that you've seen changes or you'd recommend that people consider? Mm. Um, I think that would be helpful to hear.
1: Yeah, it, it's a really interesting one and it's 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 picking up on some of my my own reflections and some of the themes that picking up f- from churches and just recognizing that first of all that uh, there's so many churches in so many different situations so mm-hmm. one of the big things that stuck that stuck with that's always stuck with me at the it was one of the lead partners of the, uh, the accounts practice I, I trained with, which was one of the big, the big ten, uh, and he he he. whenever we had a full staff meeting, it would, it would be quite large because it was a fairly large firm, he would always start by saying the, the biggest asset that this organisation has is not on the balance sheet, and you can tell he was talking to accountants because he's, he's, he's using an accounting <laughs> analogy to encourage the staff, um, it's not the buildings, it's not the equipment, it's the staff, it's yeah. the people, and one of the things that I think a number of organisations are reflecting on, and I think as as we talked about, you know, at the start of those tensions of of, of staff costs, building costs, and, and external giving, is you you cannot um, neglect the the vast importance that people are to to the church. And it was really interesting this to your podcast from I think it was your last episode on on leadership that I guess oh, yeah. touched on touched on a bit of this uh, mm-hmm. this theme about about people and being able to invest in people is really important, and it's trying to balance all these things of really asking, probably asking the question of what is the what is the priority for for my church? And you know, I do wonder for I wonder you know if there was encouragement for me in this this season is I do find that working in the charity the charity sector is that uh, and the not for profit sector is that cost of living increases for example are often really often really tricky discussions and um, because uh, there is no necessary link to the income increasing whereas businesses can often just increase their their, their prices or change their price point and cost of living can happen whereas in churches and charities that's that's much harder and I do wonder if there is a, a season where we do need to look after the people we have mm-hmm. in our church in particular our staff members who who are essential to running what the church does and enabling the church to do what they do and I do wonder if we are in a season where we've obviously everyone's got to make like individuals have have got to make some tough choices about our own budgets I do wonder if we're in a season where actually generously and faithfully investing in our our, our, the people we have in church Mm -hmm. is is Mm -hmm. one of those things so it's really difficult to say oh I think churches should Reduce costs here, reduce costs there, because everyone's priorities are different. But if there was yes. a feeling I'm guessing from from churches and the charities I, I work with is that um, we mustn't undervalue the, the the people that we have around us. Uh, and, you know, we're in that tricky, tricky situation where inflation is at 9% at the moment and it is likely to keep going up. And how we honour, if, if you as a church are able to honour the staff members you have by some sort of cost of living and investment in them that that's yeah. fantastic but yeah. having said that I don't want to do want to come on here and say that oh, that's where you should should put your investment because obviously no. everyone's got different pressures and everyone's got different things but but if there's one thing I do think that can easily get missed off the agenda because it's sometimes hard to navigate in churches the way church yeah. is structured is investing in 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 staff and people so, yeah. so that's just one one thought one thought
0: on that yeah that that is so helpful and and you're right every church is different and and the priorities are different and and for for many people maybe in our roles as administrators or operations there are there are other people in ministry that are are thinking about what's essential and so then the budget follows those essential things so we may not necessarily be involved in that decision making um but i i guess i'd love to to try and be creative with the finances. And I took a bit of stick on that from a past the other day, you know, creativity and finances <laughs> shouldn't go together. Um, but It but can it, sound it, dodgy, can't it It sometimes. does sound creative. a bit dodgy. Um, We've got me, but yes, I totally know
1: what you mean. Yeah. Totally but, but
0: I mean. you know, it's, it's worth just sitting down with your budget for a couple of hours and going, where can I suggest some yeah. changes? Where, what are the things that we can consider yeah. Um, you know, yeah. switching coffee, switching cups. What are, what you know, yeah. ha, ha, go down to that kind of level of detail. Yeah. What are some of the things that we can do? And and just having some suggestions. I think often the people that I serve in ministry, mm. they don't think this way. Um, yes. and, yeah. and so I can actually really serve by saying, do you know what, if we did this slightly differently, where we normally put on a meal here, but if we were to put on a dessert reception, yeah. we could reduce the cost by three or four pounds per head. Yeah. And over 400 people that makes a difference and yeah, um, you know yeah. and so is there ways that we can do that and um and, and I guess try and be creative mm. try and sit down and think about it because that will serve your teams to do that
1: absolutely and the other great thing about that is it helps take it helps everyone come on the journey with you yeah. in in owning what what and owning and shaping church budget and and direction uh, and those can be can be, can be you know they can be tricky exercises to do um, but if if you know if done well you can you can bring bring people aboard yeah. and i think the, the real key thing i think when when going through a budget setting process or just continue re-looking at budgets like i know some churches will be and i was having a long good conversation with somebody recently where they've set a deficit budget and it's not quite it's the projections are even lower than they were hoping yeah. no, is is how is how do you um Bring church leadership on on that financial journey and yeah. seeking God together about His provision, but also making those tough choices and really working out what what are the priorities? What you know what are the priorities? What you know are there any other lessons we can learn from the pandemic? Of actually, these were really the priorities, and yeah, and we've managed to you know we managed to you know, albeit in a very different way, run church in a very different way with on a lower cost. You know, are there any lessons we can learn? From that, So I think it's a great, it's a really, yeah. really great thing of doing is doing, doing things in team and together and drawing out ideas. Yeah. And one,
0: one of the things, one of the things that I guess one of the principles that I've, I've tried to install in mm. our, in our staff is that when we give a budget, I, I want the team to spend it and invest it in mm. their area. And uh, what, what I'm thinking down the road is I, I don't want us everyone to go, oh, we could save money here, we could save money here. Yes. And then yes. in three years' time, we've got a whole ministry area that's been underinvested invested yeah. that's then going to require, you know, £10,000 to reinvigorate and to get back to where it was, where, you know, for the last three years, they've only been spending £1,000 out of £3,000 budget. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Th- there's, some, there's some wisdom needed, isn't there? It's not just spending less. Yep. Yep. but it's going actually how hmm. can we continue to invest what's important that we don't underinvest an area that absolutely. later on we're saying oh please help us we need we need more here
1: yeah um, A- absolutely such wiz- wisdom needed because you you know when whenever you start talking about you know save saving money and um it can just lead to that wrong the 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 mindset you're not wanting to achieve and yeah. you know going yeah. down the you know if your aim is to save the pennies as many pennies as you can and that becomes yeah. a bit of your objective as opposed to what yeah. you know what that money's there to serve and it's trying to get that balance of 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 not of not serving the money but you know trying to use what money yeah. there is to serve what you're doing and and trying to get trying to get that mm. balance right of not letting the money completely dictate your mindset, but knowing it it is one of those frustrating constraints in, in all organization life, particularly church life where, you know, the, the the passion for, for seeing God's work expanded is, is, is high. And we'd wish we had more resource to carry on and do it. Um, But it's trying to just get that, that, that mindset right. And how you distill that within team who are responsible for budgets, I think is, is, is a, is a real tricky one. And I think there's, there's some real, one of the things I, I, re- I really like exploring and I' still I'm still developing in my what I do with organizations is just help helping tell your financial story. Um, I found it a really helpful way of, of bringing people on a journey of mm-hmm. if everyone really understands the financial story and the journey we're on, I found that it can help in certain of these exercises where you're wanting yeah. to help people run their budget well and get be on board so it's, it's yeah really fascinating um and it's uh sometimes a good good challenge to go through because yeah. um sometimes having you know knowing that budgets are tighter than they were just helps us keep our eyes yeah in the definitely. place they need to be on 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 him who's the yeah the provider yeah. anyway so yeah, so yeah so
0: it's so important good. i mean if you looked at my budget and, and kind of our teens and youth ministry you know there was a Uh, senior teens group that we took away about 30 of them on a weekend away Mm. and everything was expensive and there there wasn't an ideal but to bring these young people together Mm. after the pandemic was essential and we'd pay 10 grand to take them away um, because it's so so important and and for their spiritual life and for the investment we want to make into them the priority that they are and yeah we ended up spending three or four thousand in the end but it was like you know, they're going to go over their budget and and mm-hmm. that's OK, because mm. do you know what? This is a priority. And yeah. um, and this I just love how mm. finances connect to ministry. Mm. I love the way that, you know, uh, it, it's there's just something brilliant, isn't it? You know, you, you take a trip of young people away yeah. and you can see it in your spreadsheet. Yeah. And I, I love it. I just think, wow, God, this is incredible yeah um, and that, that I get to be involved in this process yeah. and seeing ministry happen, enabling ministry to happen, going out and getting the quotes, going out and finding the venues absolutely. and saying to the ministry lead, it's paid for go and enjoy it, go and bless these kids yeah like, there, there's something quite spectacular about being involved in that um, absolutely it, it, it's it's great to hear it's great to
1: hear and it's 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 one of the um one of the fascinating things that we find from the role we we play is is seeing what the total you know when you look at the big picture of the church in the uk and obviously yeah. you know, everyone is usually focused on their church their church finance, But when you multiply that up and see yeah, yeah. the amounts that are being invested in local community and um uh, it, it's quite staggering it really yeah. is quite staggering when, when particularly yeah. if you're a finance person like me you kind of think you're know, what you know really where this cash is going and the investment yeah, it's yeah. having it is is it is, is really exciting really yeah. exciting and um, so yeah great great to Good. see.
0: Let me ask you another question then. Mm. So we've got a number of families coming from Ukraine and mm, uh, yeah. as part of that we've we've set up a Ukraine fund. Yeah. Um, because people want to give to it you know and even in mm. the context people are sacrificial in their giving and want to give to some of these causes, you know, so, you know, food bank, uh, we've seen an increase in giving for that. We've seen Mm -hmm. an increase in, in in people helping clients that are going through through cap and Christians against poverty. And so lovely stuff. And churches kind of goodwill and want to put these, these funds together Um, and the clarity about restricted funds, and not restricted funds, funds going into general, Yep. G- give us some give us some pointers here. Just some good pointers. Yeah, that's um, no, really good. It's, it's really important, good. isn't it? Because you want to use the money for for the way that people give yeah, to the church absolutely. for for a Ukraine family. We want to separate yeah. that. So how yeah. do we do that?
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. I think there's some uh, really quickly on the kind of uh, on the technical on the technical bits. Uh, very simply is um, there are three classically main funds that you would have in in a set of charity accounts as. The unrestricted general fund, which you've mentioned, which it yeah. is typically for for any any donation or income that comes in, which doesn't have anything ta- legally attached to what it's meant to go mm-hmm. for. And it's mm-hmm. for the act, you know, the general activities of the organization and the charity and the church and um, mm-hmm. just go into the pot. You then have a designated fund which is usually ring-fenced by the church leaders, trustees, however yeah. you're you know, legally set up, and that is a choice to, to ring-fence. So it's actually quite uncommon that you would get some income that goes into a designated fund yes. because it's yeah. it's the choice of an organisation to, to yeah. ring-fence it. And then you get onto the restricted fund, which is really where you're alluding to with your yeah. new examples, where the, the donor is giving a, a specific... Um, request that what it's going for or if there is a you know the church is giving an, an open invitation of we you know this is what we're wanting to to raise for and it's given in in you know the, the donation is given in that you know in the spirit yeah. of what it's been yeah. raised for yeah and we would always if there's restricted funds can be a little bit gray at times um because sometimes they're not as clear cut and I always err on the side of caution where if it appears that, you know, this, this, this donation really is, is yes. given for a, a cause getting that ring fenced, particularly administratively in your finance system um, or how have you managed your finance. So it's very clear that this is where that, that income yeah. is, is meant to go. It, it, it can just make sure and create some really good transparency that this is what's come in and this is exactly yeah. where it's going. Uh, and, that really does all boil down to really good financial administration of just making it sure does. you've you've got the right money in the right pot, so that it you know exactly where it's going. <laughs> so so yeah, very yeah. quickly that there the the kind of the technical yeah. tech that's, that's
0: really helpful. Yeah, you know. and and if you're you're in a small church and 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 you're thinking about these, you know, wanting to set up different funds, brilliant. You know, mission funds is is an, often another common one. Um, yeah, where funds are restricted to for international mission or something yeah. outside the church. So, absolutely. So these are common things, and 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 I think yeah. it's it's getting the tools, the right tools to manage it, isn't mm, it? Absolutely. And, I and communicating... I did... Oh, sorry. Go, go, go no, ahead. go on. I was just saying communicating right. to donors what what you know how the money's been used yeah, for those absolutely. restricted funds. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I just, if there's if there are any listeners who where you would really value some more input on on fund accounting, I did a joint training session with uh, Expense Plus Software Provider, who we, we'd mentioned yeah. earlier in the pod. Uh, it's, it's on YouTube. If you were just to Google um, Essentials Fund Accounting, uh, that's on there. It covers a range of things. Brilliant. It was designed. We, we did that with a heart for um, really wanting to bless and, uh, and equip users of expense plus but it, it, it's out there on youtube and we have found i found that people at random who've got in touch were just looking for for charity training because yeah. there isn't loads of no there's of not no. training out there for for um so so if that if you think that would serve you well have a look on youtube it's there right. and it'll give you a little bit more detailed accountingy um Accounting stuff. on yeah, No, that's great. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, well, send me the link and we'll we'll yeah. we'll add it to this uh, to the video and 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 uh, resources. And and I think that's the other thing, isn't it? We, we don't always know where confidently where we can go for help. And mm. so, you know, some you know expense plus is is a very useful tool. Yeah. And um, you know yourself, and there are other people. And and I I I I think it's a really important thing for church administrators and operations directors to develop a relationship with their accountant, with Mm. their auditor, you know, let's develop a good, two-way you know communication communication we don't want to just yeah. i don't want to just speak to my accountant you know when we're ready to hand over the the paperwork and we've yeah. got queries to deal with but let, let's build that friendship yeah. and relationship yeah,
1: absolutely and there's there's often a tension there you know there you know there's obviously there's accountants everywhere left right and center across UK, UK and, and 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 you know t- a typical accountant would have that one-to-one interaction but if you are able to you know build that relationship it can be really it can be really fruitful really fruitful yeah. and it can help shape what you're doing and and how you're doing it uh, and go on a journey so so yeah it's a it's a, a good a good top tip I would it's good
0: and are you providing services outside of Leeds do you actually you know yeah. exit yeah. the uh the boundaries uh, yeah
1: absolutely it's really interesting actually we we because of relationships and the internet and just networking we yeah we, we, we support churches across the UK, we had a quick look at the map actually, and we I think our furthest north is north of Newcastle. Our our furthest okay. south is is bottom of Cornwall. So we oh, a stretch, wow. but we we we. I think it's important to say we're we're only a small family practice who yeah. who are just really passionate about what we do in serving the church yes. and, and charities, um, and. We know that that we can. Abs- we are not here to change the scene of the accounting, the accounting <laughs> world. We we very much try and do what we do as best as we can, and we yeah. know that that means we can only serve a number of a number of clients. Um, yes. but th- we know there are accounts up and down the country who do a really great job. Who who even if they aren't built on Christian principles, are really good and and oh yeah, and know what Absolutely. they're doing. So yeah. you know, if if you are really struggling with your relationship with your accountant, you know, it is one of those things that you know do. If you're able to invest in it, go for yeah. it. But yeah, we do, uh, and we, you know, if 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 churches, one of the things we are currently specifically exploring, and um, which we've only got space for a few more, but is is the challenge that churches are having at the moment with with finance skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the. It's actually one of the things that really worries me about the church in the next yeah. few years, yeah. in the in down the road, is they see there is definitely a generation. Who have served the church for years and years and yeah. years, probably like my my grandfather actually, because yeah. he was the treasurer of his church for years and years and years, um, yeah. who are who who are desperate to hand on the baton yes. of, of yes. the church treasurer finance yeah. role, and there is just a, a real difficulty of that being handed Finding on, yeah. and as I know, I know we've briefly chatted. Um, before on this and you're i know you've had listeners get in touch and we have people get in touch with us and we know expense plus having conversation all the time that that churches are desperate for finance skill set i even had a conversation with a um uh a a, a Lee, head operations manager uh in in our area very large church who'd been trying to recruit a finance manager for for quite a considerable time and just hadn't been able to Mm. um which really made my eyes pop actually because I thought um like that that is a church who can afford a good well skilled uh finance manager and they're and they're struggling and um there there is this whole area of church outsourcing finance outsourcing which is is becoming not you know it's becoming a necessity for churches and working through what that looks like um is tricky and what I do know is we will only be able to serve a few more churches and I know They'll keep, you know, we'll keep having the conversations. But one of the things I'm keen to go on the journey of doing is trying to help equip churches to to navigate that well. So yeah. I, I'm hoping to be able to produce a few video casts and various the bits um uh, to be able to help churches do that because it's yeah. really tricky to work out we we have had our finances in this church for years and years and years. And what does it mean to to yes. bring someone yes. else involved? So if they were, we're able to help churches navigate that then in any sort of capacity then that's great but it's one of the things that that does concern me about what's coming up in the yeah. future is actually how how churches manage their finance because it's as we sadly know um finances are critical for
0: yeah doing what we do yeah, so. for the ministry absolutely right yeah i think I, I you know to add to that i think i've come across so many churches where their their treasurers are seventy plus years old and they've tried for the last 10 years to try and find someone to help and tried for the um, last
1: 70 years to, to, 70 years to, to pass on,
0: <laughs> pass on man. you know you're absolutely right yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know one of the questions i was going to finish on is you know what do you see coming down the line what are some of the challenges yeah. and i think this is a, a genuine yeah uh, need you know we've yeah. we've found it's difficult to find somebody who's trained in Sage, you know, Mm. a young person or a younger person who's interested in it. And so we've outsourced our finances. Mm. And I've got to say, it has been fantastic, but Mm. it took us time to find a company that we could really work with, who really understood us, who really could um, work within our kind of, Mm. you know, workflows and the way that we do things. Um, So it isn't isn't impossible to outsource, and there are some good things. You know we we find it a challenge because we don't have any live data and mm, you know we're yeah. always waiting two or three months for that live data yeah. and so mm-hmm. there are challenges in that and maybe a bigger church that that needs information to make decisions and do things. Yeah um but yeah you're right it's it seems a it seems a sad thing that we we, we have to do that because we don't have people coming up mm. who, who are, are called to this. So if you're listening and you've got finance skills and you're not yeah. serving as a treasurer, you know, get alongside and encourage a treasurer.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Find ways
0: that you can, you know, begin to start the journey of maybe, maybe this is is God called you to serve yeah. the yeah. church in, in this way? Yeah. And and that's the question to be asking. Yeah,
1: it's a really good question. And the other big encouragement I would give to churches is historically, I think the treasurer role has been this all-encompassing huge whopper of a role yep. that just encompass that just accumulates <laughs> accumulates stuff um yeah. uh, it's very yorkshire chat that not very specific <laughs> um, just give stuff. Um, stuff but but there is but with modern systems particularly cloud-based pack whether its expense plus yeah. or others it yeah. is much much easier to split out tasks uh roles positions and uh, so it uh, you know it's much easier to be able to do that so you could end up I could yes. absolutely see a church that that has four people who volunteer their time in making this the, the yeah. system run yeah. efficiently yeah. and quickly. Yeah. That doesn't demand a humongous yes. um, commitment, um, and you know that absolutely mm-hmm. exists. And one of the things with outsourcing, if any church goes through it, is they realize they've got to we've got to go through the process of chunking out what the treasurer mm-hmm. was doing oh my gosh this is what the treasurer was actually yeah, doing yeah. when we work it out um you know well we should have split this up years ago and actually it's yeah. a really good exercise to do even if you're not you know even you're not at that yeah, place of seeing actually right. how how could this be separated and split out and yeah. made efficient so so yeah
0: yeah and we've seen that yeah i've seen churches have gone move to kind of finance committees and splitting those mm-hmm. roles and, and it's great and if you're in ministry right with, we're talking finances. And one of the most frustrating things for finance people, treasurers, is not getting the receipts. You know, you're having to Ah. chase people up for for things. (laughs) And I know there's tools out there now that you can take a picture and it's easier. And, you know, we want to move towards, you know, making it easy for our ministry guys. But ministry guys, would you bless our finance guys? (laughs) And hand over yeah. those receipts to yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. And make our lives that bit easier. That would yeah. be wonderful. Oh,
1: um, amen. Joking aside. Yeah, but yeah <laughs> there's an
0: amen there. I can hear that amen. 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 Mate, th- th- this is great. This is helpful. And and mm. if you if you put together these videos and you want a place to put them, mm. you can stick them on our site. We would love to to see uh, Treasurer's invested, people trained in governance, people trained in, in this whole area of yeah, finance. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's, yeah and it's, it's, more
1: it's a watch this space I think for any listeners I'm sorry I'm not coming on saying oh and here's this fantastic load of resources we've got yeah. but it's not I think that you know there's a what I do know is, there is there's ongoing conversations and in the in the finance church charity spectrum stewardship serve very well with their resources yeah. um there is uh, expense plus and others who are who are filling a space and we we absolutely see there is there is there seems to be a gap and I think there's a few people who are keen to keep exploring. Great. To, to pull it, and if there's any listeners out there who are keen to go on the journey, then then do 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 get in touch. And we I'd, I'd I'd love to hear and continue this wider conversation yeah. that's happening in in church finance land. So yeah,
0: mate. Thank mate. Thanks for doing this. You're probably doing this on your lunch break, and so. Thank you so much. Oh, it's not a, time, not a problem at all.
1: Not it, a problem at it, all. It's a break from the spreadsheets <laughs> and the analysis. So it's all good. It's yeah.
0: Fun. And I understand why, like, you know, Penny thinks you are wicked. Love it you've served us well today mate so thanks well, for that
1: no problem at all No problem at
0: all. Thanks for having great you. well listeners if you've got any questions if you've got any follow up then you know Tim is brilliant you know send them into questions at the churchoffice.co.uk we would love to hear from you and if there's more information you want to hear about restricted funds and other things then, then get in contact we'd love to be able to serve you and point you even if we just signpost you in a direction that says this is a great resource uh, check this out mate finance and stuff is so so important and it's so so important for for gospel ministry that we have this in place and um, you may not think that you're playing your part by doing the finances but let me tell you let me make the connection for you this is so important to Mm, ministry to the good news of jesus going Mm -hmm. out to new people that that will change their life and you doing what you do enables that to happen so please know our encouragement in some way today this afternoon
1: yeah big time yeah big time big Good. time yeah yeah Fun <laughs> fantastic
0: well thank you for your time listeners enjoy uh, yeah please check out other podcasts please check out our website for resources and uh, we'd love to connect with you all right goodbye